Oh yeah, that reminds me. Um, I need a picture from you for Instagram. Uh, sure. Does it have to be Probably like professional? Not shirtless. It doesn't, have to be, <laughs> it doesn't have to be professional, but preferably not shirtless. I can do that. I Look, can do that. Thirst trap, Tommy. I already know what it's about. <laughs> for you, I can do that. No shirtless. <laughs> I'm calling you thirst trap, Tommy, from now on. Actually, I love that for you. <laughs> it's an app. That's nickname. my new nickname for you. <laughs> I'll take that. Tommy's cute too, so. Have you ever met an ugly Tommy? No, you haven't. (laughs) Hey, Regals. I'm Jalicia Green, and this is While I'm At It. Today, I'm joined by a special guest, my good friend, Z Musa. Say hey, Z. Hey, Z. (laughs) How are you doing today, love? I'm good. How are you? Excellent. Excellent. A little tired per usual, but it's fine. I can relate to that. Um, The last, what, two weeks have been me nonstop packing up my entire life. So I I totally understand where you're coming from. Yeah, tell the people what's going on and new in your life right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, so very exciting. I finished up my stint here in Minneapolis four years down, and I'm officially moving to the Pacific Northwest, Seattle. So if you are in the Seattle area, come say hi after COVID is over and you're vaccinated. (laughs) I love that for you. I'm so excited for you. And yeah, I feel like I'm not trying to hang out with unvaccinated people this summer. I'm like taking a tally of my friends and who's getting vaccinated and who's like denying it. So I know who not to be around. Yeah, absolutely. You just you 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 want to surround yourself with the right kind of people. And at this point, the right kind of people are the people who get vaccinated. <laughs> That's how I feel. I feel that. Also, those are the people who can travel with me. So if you're not vaccinated, then I don't even want you really to go places with me because I'm concerned about your health and your safety at that point. Oh, yeah. And then you could become a viral incubus of the plague. Yeah. And I can't be the person who is with the person who like shot off the plague, you know, (laughs) who ramped things back up for us. That's embarrassing. So I'm trying to avoid that right now. (laughs) I'm embarrassed for you. (laughs) All right. Well, before we get started, I just want to remind everyone, if you have not yet, please go and subscribe to on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast and follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Wyatt underscore pod and on Facebook at Wyatt pod. That's Wyatt spelled W-I-A-T. Alrighty, let's get started. This week, what are we talking about? (laughs) Zodiac signs. And I have a very strong feeling about Zodiac signs. Z knows this. Um, Zodiac signs and the compatibility um, or, you know, the whole moon or not moon thing, but the planet things like the planets aligning and Mercury rising or Mercury in retrograde, whatever they say, Pluto something. (laughs) I don't even know it all. But I... You know, it feels like something that's even gaining more speed now, especially with like the crystals and I see that eye roll. (laughs) You guys just missed the hardest eye roll. But yes, with the crystals and everything else, I feel like it's picking up speed even more 
than previously. What do you think? Oh yeah, 100%. I'm well, like I'm seeing like a transition out of like organized religion, but like people need something to believe in. And this Mm, is like this, you know, grasp for straws when you see them. I, (laughs) that's, that's actually what like this entire picture is to me. And I can totally go into that, but I want to, I want to hear your thoughts on, on Zodiac. Uh, I don't know. Like, I feel like I think it's the same. I feel like people need something to believe in. People need something to um, put their time and energy into outside of their daily lives. And, you know, if you don't believe in religion, I'm not religious. And I'm also not really obsessed with needing to believe in something else. Like, I kind of believe in karma, but that's because I've seen that happen. And, (laughs) but like, you know, I definitely don't believe in crystals and zodiac signs, but I think some people just need something that to consume and to put focus on out that they feel like that they have no control over because that's kind of what religion is. Is like you only have so much control. Somebody else has control. There's this higher power that kind of has when it comes down to it has control over your life. And with zodiac signs, people are like, "Oh, well, I'm this way because this is my zodiac sign," or you know, "This is this happened to me today because." My zodiac said that this was going to happen. Things like that. Uh, you know, actually, I'm I'm glad that you mentioned that that one phrase. I'm this way because this is my zodiac sign. Because that <laughs> that is like a real ball buster for me. And I it I really can't is. like I can't, I I hate people who are like, oh yeah, I'm an asshole because I'm an Aries, and I'm like, no stop you're an asshole because you're an asshole and you choose to be an asshole i have aries friends and they're genuinely nice people so your assholishness is not based off of your star sign it's based off the fact that you don't have any common decency exactly or okay this this one is uh so for uh taurus like they're stubborn my sister's gonna be like she's calling me out my sister all the time though she's like i'm stubborn because i'm a taurus and my dad he was also a taurus so she's like yeah you know dad not because we're tauruses and i'm like no you're just an asshole like (laughs) it has nothing to do with your with your sign your zodiac sign or your star sign as you mentioned oh yeah i mean it is taurus season and i am also a taurus and i (laughs) i like i'm fully on that boat um just just to put a disclaimer out there, because I feel like a lot of the people who might listen to this are going to be like, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. I don't, in fact, know what I'm talking about. I'm not a registered astrologist. Um, I have no like formal study in astrology. And if you do have a formal study in astrology, get a job. <laughs> That's all I got to say. But like just genuinely speaking it's so much fun to like participate in it because it's one of those like dynamic moving conversations where you can have with people and you can kind of like try to figure out what's in a person's psyche i kind of see astrology as a way to decipher a person's like um personality more than anything else um they're not like tried and true uh, you know, character traits, but it's kind of like, um, y- what, what are those INJF tests called? I, I forget the name. Oh, of them. the, um, the Myers-Briggs. Yes. It's kind of like the Myers-Briggs, except a, a pretty ancient format of it, right? Like mm-hmm. you take all of these moving parts and each moving part has a characteristic. And then you, you talk to a person and you see which characteristic each one of these moving parts that person identifies with. And you kind of get a better understanding of who that person is overall. And I think if you're using the Zodiac in that way, or if you're using horoscopes in that way, it's um, a really great way to kind of decipher a person's character traits based on a conversation that you have with them 
But if you're using it to justify your actions or you're using it to um, justify like things happening to you, I I would highly consider reevaluating your life standards. Okay, so do you think that your zodiac sign aligns with your personality and what they say your zodiac sign is? I so I think what it does is it helps me identify characteristics of my personality. Like it made me more aware of the fact that like I'm not as like stoic as I thought I was for the longest time. I was one of those people who was like, Oh, show no emotion. Like, you know, if bad things happen to you, just like let them happen and then keep moving forward. Um, and then my friend is like, wow, that's really surprising for the fact that you're a Virgo moon. Like your moon sign is your emotional sign. And Virgos are probably the biggest crybabies on the planet. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> legit. I'm crying on the inside all the time. And she's like, yeah, let that out. And when I started letting that out, I was like, Whoa, this feels so good. Now I cry at like cartoons. I was watching like an anime the other day and the main character like gets into a coma and I was literally bawling. I was like, how is this happening? Yeah, that's wild. We were talking about that the other day though, how um, you were like, I cry all the time. (laughs) And I was like, no, (laughs) I cannot relate. Oh yeah. So wait, okay. So you're a Taurus. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, okay, I'm going to read these traits. You tell me if you think that these traits really do align with you. Sure. Um, Taurus Taurus traits, they just want to cuddle. True. Homebody. True. Um, All or nothing, no in-between. False. Wears the same outfit every day. False. False. (laughs) Have you seen my wardrobe? Oh my God. That's what I'm saying. As soon as I read that, I was like, oh God. No, definitely not. Um, Hates big changes. False. I'm moving across the country. I was going to say, that's a big false. You're you're making a big change right now. Okay. Um, So, oh, here's some really cool famous Tauruses, though. We got Karl Marx, Malcolm X, Audrey Hepburn, Shakespeare, James Brown. Oh, you got some cool people around you. Yeah, I, I was actually <laughs> really surprised at like the amount of like really cool famous Taurus people. I like read a lot about like Sagittarius's and like Cancers and like all of the famous people that are on there. And I see the murder list a lot longer than the fame list. And I'm like, oh, so glad I'm not in that category. <laughs> oh, yikes. <laughs> I mean, oh, you know what? You'll love this. One of the best careers it says is a sweatpants model. Yeah, I I fuck with that one thousand percent. My gray sweatpant game is so strong. (laughs) People at the CrossFit gym just be staring at me. That's all I'm gonna say. I believe that you're walking thirst trap. I love. Okay, so I'm a Pisces, and it's funny because in college and even like before college and high school, I'd always have a lot of Pisces friends. And you don't really hear a lot of people saying they have the same Zodiac sign in their friend group. But I mean, like within a week or two of each other are like some of my best friends. Um, So Danielle is two weeks older than me and Emily is two weeks younger than me or a year and two weeks younger than me. So um, and then a bunch of people like it's still on my phone, a bunch of friends from high school uh, in college, their their birthdays were the same week as mine. Um, and then my friend Emily here, Treadle, we have the same exact birthday. So um, I think that's really kind of crazy. But I was looking at um, 
the the Pisces traits. And every time I look at them, I'm just like, I'm not a Pisces. And I just don't see it at all. Um, my friend, one of my friends thinks I'm more of like an Aquarius, but I really just don't see it. So I'm gonna read this to you. Um, somehow both five and 50 years old at once. Huh. That's the first time I've actually read that one. And I, that might- I agree end. with that. Yeah, maybe kind of, maybe kind of. That's the first time I've ever seen that one. This is a, oh, this website I'm looking at is called costastrology.com. So we'll see. Uh, Thinks everything is a sign. That is absolutely not true. I do not believe in signs. (laughs) Um, Can't remember if they dreamt it or it actually happened. Yeah, that's not true either at all. Um, Excessively romantic. I'm definitely not. Oh, hell no. Yeah. Prone to fantasy. No. And then no boundaries. Well, kind of, I really don't have very good boundaries. I like forget boundaries exist, but yeah. So, so much of the Pisces is about being like this very whimsical and like kind of spacey daydreamer and like this creative. And I'm not that person at all. And almost everything I read is just like makes the Pisces just sound like my friend Emily is so much a Pisces. She is a whimsical dreamer sort of sort of person i am not and then so, even danielle she's at least like very lovey and very romantic like i i'm just not i don't think i'm a pisces <laughs> okay so with that being said let's do you know what your moon sign is um i think i looked that up before and i forgot like when you were in town visiting once what what's it based on again uh, so like your your sun, your moon, and your rising, like a great way to find that out is um, to figure out the time, the place, and the date you were born. So um, there is like a really cool app on your phone that does it for you. It's called Co-Star, CoStar. Um, it's like the most popular oh, yeah. one. You um, had me so do that, that before. Like, yeah. But I don't remember what the results were and I deleted the app. Okay. You know what? We're going to give it a gook. Yeah, Google. Google has the answer to everything. While I'm looking it up, tell me, um, what's your moon sign? So my moon sign is Virgo, um, and then my rising is Libra. Okay. So what is do you you feel like you um I guess you said you feel like you match with with your emotional with the moon sign, right? Yeah. So like your, your emotional characteristics and your emotional traits are like, um, are associated with your moon sign. And then what drives you, the characteristics of what drive you are associated with like your rising. Um, whereas your sun sign is, is actually the least correlation to like your personality. And this is according to like astrology. Um, so your sun sign is more of like an overarching, um, characteristic of who you are rather than like the specific emotional or personality traits of what you are. Okay. So what is, so exactly what parts of your moon sign do you think you match well with? Definitely like the, the highly emotive part of it. And, and I'm going to be completely mm-hmm. honest with you. I don't, I don't really know much about Virgos. Um, I, all I know is that they're crybabies and I am in fact a crybaby. So <laughs> can relate <laughs> um okay that's funny because my moon sign just popped up as virgo and this is why i don't believe things <laughs> this is why right here so my moon sign just popped up as virgo um and it says like 
practical, attentive to detail. That's true. I'm really great with detail. Um, capable of thinking, keeping things in order. Okay, I get that. Finding and rectifying problems. Yes. Likes pets. Love them. Enjoys to collect and systemize just anything. Hates chaos, although at times creates it. Um, yeah, that's pretty accurate. I think it's like 50 50. I wouldn't say I hate chaos because my whole life is chaos. Like, I live a very mm-hmm. chaotic life these days. <laughs> doing everything you do live a very chaotic life, but you have chaos on chains. Like, chaos is your pet. You know what I mean? Like, you, like, that's, that's the thing. You, you, you unleash chaos whenever you need to, but you have it in check. It's just sitting there for you on a leash. That's true, I guess. I like that explanation. I'm gonna keep that one in my pocket. <laughs> okay, but I don't see anything on here about emotional. Oh, I that's just I I think that's just a stereotype that's given to all Virgos, and so therefore, oh, okay, I feed into the stereotype. Pisces are super emotional. They're like whimsical and emotional. Um, that's what and- I'm saying. I, that's why I don't like the idea that I'm Pisces because I'm not emotional and I'm not whimsical. Yeah, I know you're very stoic. Um, or I get mad. I mean, I'm only emotional when I'm mad and I can't do anything about it. I'm basic that way. Just starts crying. (laughs) Okay. So let me see. What's your sun sign? My sun sign is Taurus. That's like the sign that everybody associates with. Oh, okay. Okay. Gotcha. I, okay. So sun signs are the signs that everybody assumes that they like, that's what you know, you are, you're like, I'm born on this date to this date. So I'm a Taurus. That's the sun sign. Correct. Okay. That makes more sense to me now. For some reason, I kind of missed that fact that you gave me earlier. So I was reading something about like, it was actually a paper, um, a scientific paper about like why people believe in zodiac signs and psychologists said like, you know, obviously there are the reasons that we gave earlier. Like people need something to believe in. They want to seek a narrative and like help kind of make sense of their past, present and future. Also people really want, really want to be able to kind of predict their future. And a lot of these apps and you, I think there's so many apps or so many websites and they're all kind of like predict how your day is going to go or how your week's going to go or how your month's going to go or even how your year is going to go. And people really buy into that and then look for those signs of it being correct. It's almost like um, a free, what are those people who palm reader or something? A free psychic reader, or like a free palm reader. Yeah. 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 And I mean, it's hard to wrap my brain around because I don't have a lot of interest in it per se, but it's interesting that I think it's become this big thing within dating, at least from the memes. I feel that way. (laughs) What do you think? Uh, In terms of like, you know, the whole, predicting your future portion i i think a lot of those people who use zodiac for for that purpose in my opinion um don't have a grasp on their own life and so like you know it goes back to a little bit earlier and uh, how i said like you can use zodiac to identify you know characteristics of a person or the type of a person that you're kind of dealing with and people who use um, astrology in that format to me are a red flag. It's like, you don't have your shit together. So you're trying to put your, you're trying to, you're 
trying to justify everything that's happening or you're trying to justify the bad things that you know are going to happen due to your horoscope. But the reality of the situation is like you're maybe just in an unfortunate situation and that's happening to you. It's, it's not because you were born at a certain time or a certain place. Um, with the other portion of it, um, the, the whole, the dating portion of it, that's to me, that's a, that's a really bad approach to Zodiac because you're not willing to get to know a person. And that's the biggest red flag. You know, I, I get constantly told that like Tauruses aren't supposed to date Tauruses because there, it's just two stubborn people in a relationship, but I've Mm. dated a Taurus in the past. I dated a Taurus for a full year and a half. And I, you know, the, the thing that made me realize that I, um, didn't want to date the person had nothing to do with any of the traits that were in our Zodiac. It was, other differences. So I don't believe that, you know, you choosing not to date somebody based on their Zodiac sign or you choosing to date somebody based on their Zodiac sign is a healthy thing to do. And if you are doing that, seek therapy as soon as possible. (laughs) I agree. It's crazy because even now on like the dating apps like Bumble, you can put your sign up there. And I was reading about how people are taking that incredibly serious, the ideas of signs matching with signs very, very seriously. So if they see that, let's say I have a list here of like the compatible and these compatible signs. So let's just say they're a Gemini and then they see a Pisces. They're like, he's kind of hot. They see he's a Pisces. They'll literally not even give that relationship a chance, even if they like what they're reading and, you know, things about their personality that they kind of see shine through the little tiny bit of information you can give out on a Bumble app or like on Bumble um, or a Bumble or any dating app, I mean. And they're, you know, completely being like, there's no way I can be with this person because the stars didn't align for us to be together, (laughs) which is so ridiculous because I'm sure there's a millions of couples together whose Zodiacs don't match up and they live happy, loving lives together. There's also millions of couples out there whose zodiacs match up perfectly and they live terrible, like atrocious lives together. Um, exactly. I, I don't know if you know this, but like a huge part of like Indian culture is based on astrology and numerology, especially like Hindu weddings. Um, and, you know, they take it very seriously. And right. I know a lot of married Hindu couples that were married based on their star sign that are miserable together. Like, oh, wow. They get married based together. on their star signs. Yeah. Well, like, you know, it's, or it's paired. one, of, it's like one of the factors, right? Because like, uh, uh, an astrologist will be like, oh, this wedding is perfect. You guys like are from, you know, both great households, like everything is great. And then you get the, the astrological and the numerology, numerological like readings done. And you're like, no, 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 no. This will never work out. And you're like, why because of like the time and day you were born and some numbers like and i and i don't mean to like shit on people's religion or faith when i say this but like i shit on everybody's faith to just get over it i do too usually (laughs) to myself but i do too Mm -hmm. um wait hold on so i know i just love your your sly um add an accent there It it's okay because it's okay because he's Indian, so we're not making fun of anybody. Just to make that clear, it is a podcast; they can't actually see you. So I just want to make that clear. But that's hilarious. You, you can see it. my brownness, like on the Instagram preview. I swear, I'll post a picture of myself that's not shirtless. <laughs> okay, thirst trap, Tommy. 
So I was just looking at like your compatible sign and you ready for this? Your most compatible are Cancers and Pisces. Oh, fine. You want to go out? Mm-hmm. Let's go out and look for boys together. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Come to Seattle. Like, let's go boy hunting. I'm so down for that. <laughs> Sounds like a great time. So do you ask, um, have you ever like asked on a date, your date, what Zodiac sign they are? Or like have them ask you? I've never asked somebody what their Zodiac sign is, but I have been asked what my Zodiac sign is on a first date. So is that is that was like a red flag to you? Did you feel weird about that? I answered it. Um, I don't really like see it as much of a red flag because I don't know where they're going to take the conversation. But if they do take the conversation into an obsessive route, then I see it as a red flag. If it's just like, oh, what's your star sign kind of thing, like as like a cute little joke and we're kind of on the same wavelength, I'll be like, oh, yeah, this. And then like we'll joke about the character traits and stuff like that. But if it's like serious, I'm like, ooh, second date not happening. Like, yikes. Yeah. I mean, it's, I feel like it's a little bit different to be a girl because guys are typically a little bit less into it or if they are into it at all, they're a little bit less obsessive about it. So I've never been just had a guy ask me on a date. I have randomly been like out at a bar or something like that and talking to a group of people who I didn't know and have like a guy in the group be like, what's your son? You're a Taurus, aren't you? Or something like that. And I'm like, What? no and they're like oh i thought because i could just tell because you're just like your personality and i'm like well you're weird and wrong so I've, had, I've definitely had that happen to me oddly more than one time so and yeah by men these are by straight men straight men yeah interesting it's so, it's so weird <laughs> yeah I mean, like, I know there's a higher propensity of gay men who, like, are really into Zodiac um, only because, like, of the correlation of, like, Zodiac to, like, effeminate culture and, you know, gay men embracing effeminate culture, but also because a lot of gay men don't really believe in organized religion. So back to the original point mm-hmm. of them needing some sort of higher power to believe in. And it's, it's like, just intensive enough to where they can put their faith in it, but just distant enough to where they don't have to commit to anything. It's like, it's like the perfect friends with benefits with a religion. You know what I mean? Like you're Mm -hmm. just close enough to it where you can like take advantage of it, but you're just far enough away from it where you can like not commit to it. So I, I get that for like gay men. And so when I hear it from gay men, I'm like, totally, it it comes with the territory, but with straight men, that's interesting. Isn't it weird? I've had it. I've literally had it happen more than once. I want to say like two or three times I've been, out at the bar and then talking to a group of men and then one of them be like, what's your son? I'm like, what? Why do you care? (laughs) Most random question. It's always like not one I was talking to a ton. So maybe it was him trying to be like, get get attention or something. But, you know, not all girls are into astrology. And I think it's weird that if I'm just talking to a group of people, I immediately ask what my sign is. A little strange. I don't know. Question. Have you ever correlated the number of times that you've spoken to someone and they're curious about like your astrological background to like their uh, career? No. I feel like 
this is a statistic we should run just for the just for the fuck of it because I want to know like what type of people or like what job scope these people are in that's making them ask horoscope questions and if it has any correlation with them because I don't think a lot of doctors or clinicians or physicians or anybody in the medical industry is as into this as perhaps people in the fitness industry so I'm just very curious you know yeah I don't know um I've really I don't feel like I've really had these conversations at work actually there's a few people at work who I know are super kind of into like crystals and astrology and stuff so there are a few people at work that I know who are um kind of into that but I mean there's also a lot more people at work that are that are religious than I would have ever thought when I entered the medical field so there's also that you'd be surprised um I actually yeah I was very surprised I was very surprised about that so just a little bit of background I um I used to work in medical sales like while I was here in Minneapolis and that was one of the things that like I found out the hard way. Um, I used to call into a lot of like wound centers and home health agencies. And a lot of these home health agencies and wound centers were attached to like very Christian hospitals. And I was like, this is interesting. And I'm not saying again, that there's anything bad with faith. It's just like medicine and faith are a very peculiar combination to me. (laughs) I feel like it is too. But I mean, a lot of the people I work with, are religious. A lot of the doctors, a lot of the surgeons I work with are religious. And it's like one thing to pray with your patient who wants you to pray with them before you start a surgery, because that's totally understandable. And that's all about making the patient feel better. Um, but, you know, a lot of a lot of the doctors I work with do do believe it, you know, they do attend church um, or, you know, whatever their religion may be. They go to the mosque. They do actually practice organized religion and i mean it makes sense to me in the aspect of like wanting to believe that it's not all in your hands too because i feel like this the idea that life or death is completely upon you is a lot to grasp but also when it comes to like science and religion that's what i have my hard time like my hard time wrapping my head around so many people who are in scientific fields that are religious but believe so deeply in science. It's like my one, my best friend, she's a nurse practitioner. And I've asked her before, like, okay, so what about evolution? Where do you stand on that? And she thinks that there's, she thinks there's bits to each piece that like, we don't fully understand, which I get, you know, like she thinks that, but she thinks that in, but it, but technically like all life came from God. So she's like, we don't know how long, it actually took to like, like God made the world in seven days or whatever. And she's like, we don't actually know it was seven days. Things blah, blah, blah. It could have been over these billions of years. Cause I was like, what about the dinosaurs? I've been asking people that for years and nobody's given me a proper answer. I have, I have asked preachers. I have asked several people. What about the dinosaurs? And nobody has given me an answer of why, what about the dinosaurs? <laughs> so I just have a hard time wrapping my head around both, but you know, Maybe it's a more expansion of your intelligence to be able to wrap your head around both. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe I'm just stupid. <laughs> I, I, and it's one of those situations where like, you know, you won't know, you won't really understand unless you're that person, unless you're in that person's headspace. But you know, when you, when you mentioned the the concept of life and death, not being in the person's hand that I, I, at that point, I, I like understood it. Like if I had to have that much responsibility in my hand, I would also want to scapegoat. I'm not going to lie. 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's just one thought of perspective. I'm not really sure if that's where it comes from or it's, I mean, it's also like, you know, who knows? It's how they are raised and they also just believe in the religion they were raised in. Plenty of people do. They, plenty of people never break away from that, regardless of what their profession is. Um, or people believe that, like, God gave them the skill that they have to be able to do medicine or scientific research or whatever it may be, or, you know, even if it's an art, they believe that, that that skill came from God or, you know, that they were put on the earth to be like the anchor for him, whatever it may be. I don't know. Like this just turned into a deep religion conversation on accident, but <laughs> that is what astrology is at the end of the day. It's a form of religion like that. I, I mean, like that is what this is, right? We're talking about astrology, like religion is going to get tied into this in some way, shape or form. Like, mm-hmm. There's there's such unilateral like not unilateral there's such um uh supplemental things with each other I mean like if you look at tarot cards in themselves like a lot of tarot cards have uh, Judeo and Christianic motifs in them um as they were being designed if you look at the Hierophant which is like the card that represents the Taurus sign the most you'll see parallels from like Judaism and Christianity you'll see concepts of the four elements which range back to um even earlier religions as well so religion is a, a fundamental portion of a lot of astrology and so when you when you talk about astrology you cannot separate it from religion because it's uh, inevitably just tied to it a lot of the elements that come from it stem from religion in fact the the chinese zodiac stems from you know uh the um classical chinese faiths that used to exist it's just a justification of why things were happening and what was happening at that time right and it's like, okay, so I'm going to, you know, I'm going to New Orleans in a couple weeks. And um, I was thinking about this show that I used to watch on TV when I was a little bit younger called Vampire Diaries. And it's turned into a spinoff of the originals and they're all in New Orleans. And a lot of it is, um, you know, there. So there's vampires, there's whatever's, and there's witches. And so, which is a huge part of actual New Orleans culture is, um, you know, astrology and tarot cards and Wicca. So, and Wicca, which is a religion, and it all kind of ties in with astrology, and they believe in, like, celestial events um, and things like that. And I was kind of looking for just things to scope out while I was there, you know, just to check it out and kind of talk with people. I thought it would be fun to learn a little bit more about the history there. Um, Sorry, I just heard something. I thought somebody knocked on my door and I was like, what just happened? But yeah, to learn um, a little bit about the history there and kind of where that all stems from. But it's it's all ancient. It's like this very ancient old um, belief before, you know, when people literally looked at the stars and the constellations and they thought that those were gods controlling the up there. So... Let's look at Christmas for a second, right? Like, if you look at Christmas, Christmas isn't really the birth of Jesus. It was actually a pagan holiday. It was the mark of the transitioning of the solstice, right? Or, yeah, the solstice, because the equinox mm-hmm. is during the spring and the fall. Yeah. So, it, it was the transition of the winter solstice, and it became um, the day that that Christians celebrated the birth of Jesus Christ. Um, but when people look at like classical archaeological evidence, they say that, you know, the birth of Jesus Christ was like closer to like 
the September timeframe. Um, so why are we why are we celebrating Christmas on the the 25th of December? Well, you're using a, a classical pagan um, holiday as a uh, marker for a Christian holiday because that pagan holiday was more popular because it had a greater following. And paganism is also the root of a lot of astrology as well. So you you get into this like mix of religions and mix of cultures and and a lot of it is is copied from each other but then again if you look at um religion as a whole it's just one big copycat game like it's it's one huge copycat game yeah it's like like parts of religion are stamped into other things and people like to pick and choose which parts of it they want to believe in or which parts of the they want to follow. I mean, we see that a lot right now, especially in the U.S., right? We're hearing all these people who are like, oh, religion this and religion that and religion this. And I'm like, okay, but you're picking and choosing because you care about this unborn fetus, but you don't care about these kids who are, you know, starving um, on the border or even around the world or kids without families who need to be adopted. I don't see you helping them out, right? So these all these situations that come into play um i'm like it's so much and i think maybe that's one of my bigger issues the religion too all the picking and choosing of what we want to believe in um if you're going to do it (laughs) then do it we're not going to half half ass things so if you're going to believe in it that's fine that's great i respect your belief but don't use it as an excuse whenever you see fit one-sided religion or one-sided selection, right? Like I, mm-hmm. you can't do this because it's against the, it's against the religion of this country, but I can do it because of this very special, unique case. And it's like, no, mm-hmm. that's not the case. Like if, if you're going to mandate it for everyone, then mandate it for yourself. Like it's, it's hilarious when like a lot of people are like, so, um, again, uh, so pro-life, and then, you know, their daughter gets pregnant and they want to hide the embarrassment. So they're like, hey, go secretly get mm-hmm. an abortion. And it's like, mm-hmm. weren't you just pro-life like publicly 15 minutes ago? Like what happened? So it's it's very much that. And so I'm just. That's I'm a very, huge one. So. That's a huge what one. Are, the amount what, of people I know from my high school who uh, scream pro-life on Facebook, but I know who got rid of something when they were 16 is astronomical. It's problematic. I'm always like, huh, interesting, because I remember that one time. So <laughs> anyway, what were you saying? No, I it's, I was like, I was going to ask, you know, what what else can we think of that like people do that with? Um, but that, that's going to get very political very quick. So move on. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? Going back to the personality, though, and like, okay. So what's the thing? Oh, yeah. So like Mercury's in retrograde and like, so people are like, oh, Mercury's in retrograde. This is going to happen today or I'm being this way because of this or, you know, um, everybody's going to be in bad mood today because of this. And I'm like, uh, okay, here's my thing. Or, you know, choosing your sign, like we said earlier, to be your personality. Like if someone was like a bitch to me and then told me, oh, I'm sorry, Mercury's in retrograde, I'm probably going to have to slap the shit out of them. Like, you can't you can't just come at me and then tell me it's because of the because of a planet. That's crazy. Oh. And it's just like an excuse to be a jerk. And people are just looking for excuses all the time to be a jerk. Yeah, it's not okay. Like you can't yeah, you can't justify you 
fucking up because a planet is misaligned. <laughs> like that's not that's not okay. <laughs> and like we all have bad days sometimes and nobody's perfect and you know sometimes we can be jerks and that's fine but you know apologize for it. Don't blame it on a planet or blame it on your zodiac sign. The time or of the double year. down and get into a bar fight, but you know that's a different story. <laughs> A story that we might have to hear later. So, <laughs> um, and then, oh, what was happening the other day? The pink moon. Did you see it? Uh, n- no. You didn't know about it? It was huge. So it was like pink moon. I guess it happens. I don't know. I think it happens a few times a year. Maybe a few times every few years. I'm not sure. But, um, you know, once in my apartment is like all windows. And so I woke up in the morning. I wake up rather early. So the moon's still up um, when it's light. And then I was like, wow, the moon's really big. And then I went to work that day and I saw online that everybody was excited about the pink moon that night. Um, but the pink moon comes up on the east. So I didn't see it. I didn't see it at night. I saw it in the morning. But it's just kind of like a glowy pinkish color. And I meant to get online to see what all the astrology nerds were saying about it but i didn't get a chance to but i'm sure they said it meant something probably something positive if you ask a couple of people on wall street who believe in crystals i'm pretty sure all of their crystals were out that night and they made some pretty big trades the next morning <laughs> honestly wouldn't be surprised i um surprised. was talking to one of my friends the other day and he works with a lot of people in silicon valley like he works a lot of like tech gurus and stuff like that and mm-hmm. so that legit happened to him. He's like, he was talking to this this um, tech guy and th- this guy's a multimillionaire too, right? Like he he makes a shit ton of money and and my friend works in sales. So it's his, it, like, it's uh, his job to, to reach with these like executive tech people and kind of just connect with them in order to help progress the sale. Um, and the guy legitimately was like, oh yeah, it's a full moon tonight. I should probably get my crystals ready so they can recharge. And his face went dead ass. Oh. <laughs> I could not stop laughing. Oh, goodness. Wow. Um, that's interesting. Okay, so you remember that show? I don't know if you ever watched it last year during COVID. It was really popular. It was that dating show where they were in the pods and they couldn't see each other. Like my blind date or something like that. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't called that, but I forget, it was like um, Nick Lachey and his wife, I forget her name, um, she was she used to be like an MTV VJ or something back in the day. It was the two of them, they're like hosting the show, so basically you can see each other, and they're in the pods for like a week or so, and then like, there's the, the cutest couple, Lauren and Cameron, like told each other they loved them, I almost threw up, it was too much for me to mentally handle. I was like, oh my god, it was, I literally like, I was sitting there with my roommate, and I literally rolled off the couch, and I was like, ugh, I was like having a physical disgusting response to the fact that they said I love you to each other, after never seeing each other, but talking through a pod window, I was like, this is too much. But to continue the relationship on the show, you have to get engaged. So if you want to meet after having this blind this blind experience where you just get to know each other on a personality level and they describe each other to each other, obviously. Um, I think especially for like the interracial couples, just like, make it like, hey, by the way, I'm like black. <laughs> if that's going to be a problem, probably let's move on. So um, anyway, there's another couple and they're batshit crazy, right? 
bat shit crazy. I mean, the stars align for those two crazy people to be together because nobody else wants them. So there's this redheaded girl and this bald guy and they get together and they're just like, they're like one of those couples that like the TV producers are just like, we cannot even make this up. This is gold, you know, just absolute gold because they're so self-destructive and such a crazy mess. But on one of the episodes, she apparently is into crystals and he's and he's really into sex. So he's going to do whatever he wants, whatever she wants to make her to get him some. Right. Because that's all this dude cared about. So he's like, yeah, I was trying to do something to make her happy. And then he's like trying to get and then he's trying to get some Amelia after. So she's like, OK, it's going to be a full moon tonight. And so she's like, I got to recharge my crystals. We're going to recharge our crystals. So first they do some crystal seance shit. I don't even know if they were on the floor. She was humming or something. I don't know what was going on. So then they do this. They go outside to the porch and they put the water and the crystals or whatever out on the porch. And the next morning, did this girl not go out and get that water? And she called it moon water and said and she made him drink it. I was like, there's probably bugs in it. <laughs> dirt i don't even know was it they drank the water they're just sitting out on the balcony all night with bugs and dirt in it i don't know what was in it in the crystal they're probably about bacteria i was like what is going on here and he drank it too she was like we are recharged now until the next full moon our energy and our chakras are recharged and i was like oh okay like Okay. And I try to be sensitive about this topic because I do know people that actually really believe in this like energy and chakras and stuff. And I almost caught myself slipping the other day at work because I was talking shit. And then this girl was like, but no, it is. And I was like, yeah, girl, I know. I was just kidding. (laughs) I didn't want to hurt her feelings. And I was like, (laughs) I really caught myself slipping. Oh yeah, the movie's called oh, Love Is Blind. Yes, Love or is sorry, blind. the show is called Love Is Blind. It. You know they had um their ca- their last season or this next season was casting in Chicago. And I know a few people who auditioned. It's interesting. None of them are gonna they're not gonna be on the show, but I know some people who auditioned. <laughs> Tell me your thoughts. Why is because it interesting? Because it's love is blind and love is not blind. Love is not blind. The idea of getting to know someone oh, without no, the physical, not. I understand it to a certain extent. But to be like, you have to be engaged. That's wild. Yeah, that's extreme. I don't like I can't even commit to like splitting a cheesecake with somebody. And you want me to engage <laughs> with someone before you I see get them? engaged and then like. You haven't seen them. So like, what are their personalities? Amazing. But you, and then you look at them and they look like a dump truck and like here it's on TV. So no, nobody was actually unattractive and they did spend a lot of time um, analyzing each contestant beforehand because they had them with a shrink. They had them with, I said shrink, my bad, a psychiatrist, um, actually um, a pastor. So he talked to them about the religious beliefs and then, oh wait, that's a different show. Yeah, I'm getting my shows confused. My love shows. Anyway, so they didn't they didn't match them at all. But um they when they put them like in the pods or whatever, they kind of had like notebooks and apparently they met like a ton of people, like dozens of people. You only see a few of them meet and when they do the show I was looking like behind the scenes um there was actually like a hundred contestants. You only see the ones they find, they find interesting enough or who make connections is the ones you see. But yeah, there were apparently a ton of people who signed up for this, which I find very interesting. 
I could see that. That's a that's a great model. I mean, like it's a numbers game, right? If you the more people that you kind of set up in the pod, and the more people that you kind of have those interactions, the more likely you are to like find people with sparks or find good TV. And if you're filming for yeah, I mean for the TV, TV show, it's great. Then, I'm just yeah. trying to figure out who the hell is going on the show. Yeah, I mean, I understand oh. the TV show strategy, <laughs> but I'm trying to figure out who was like, you know what, this is a great idea. Let me go on this show and talk to somebody through a wall for a week. Tell them I love them and um, get engaged to them. So like their next test is like to live together, to show each other their homes. First, they live in a neutral ground, like a neutral apartment for so long. And then they, you know, show each other their homes, decide how they're going to merge their lives, yada, yada, yada. Some of the couples are still together and they worked out really well. Like I said, one of the couples I'm totally like a couple fan of, but it's crazy. Amber and Barnett are still together. Um, Did not see that coming. Great. Right. Um, I I say right like I've (laughs) seen the show, but I haven't seen the show. (laughs) I literally am on Google right now, just Googling this shit, just so I can make sure that we're having a cohesive conversation. Still together. (laughs) No idea who Amber and Barnett are. <laughs> oh, you need to watch it though, because they're crazy. They're crazy too. I will I will check it out. I will put it on my list of things to do. Actually, you know, it's really funny. Um, I have to fly out tomorrow at 2 30 to Seattle to go apartment hunting. Um, so I think this might be like a good thing to just watch on the airplane. I'll probably just download it via Netflix on my computer and 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 get through a couple episodes. <laughs> Text me as soon as you get to the I love you episode. It's crazy. Done. 100%. I don't know if you should watch on the plane. You might just like roll out of your seat and they're yelling at you. Sir, sir, are you okay? And you're like having convulsions. Can't, can't handle it. It's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> you, oh, you know what's really awkward to watch on the plane though? Like you're watching a really good movie and like a really intense nude sex scene comes on and you're just kind of like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Do I skip it? Do I watch it? Do I skip it? Do I watch it? And like, if you skip it, people look at you like you're some sort of weirdo. And then if you watch it, people look at you like you're some sort of weirdo. So you're stuck in this like middle ground of like, what do I do? Because if you skip it, people are like, oh, this guy's not mature enough to handle a sex scene. But if you watch it, people are like, oh, this guy's watching porn on an airplane. So like, I don't know. I, I don't know how to take this because I don't control the amount of sex scenes that happen in my shows. And I've come to realize there's just some shows you shouldn't watch in an airplane. Yeah, Game of Thrones say, being um, one of them. We watch two diff- very different types of TV shows on airplanes. You know, I don't leave things like that up to chance in public. <laughs> okay. I'm going to watch Happy Feet, not Game of Thrones. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm going to download something, you know, it's not going to be True Blood. Naked people, penises and boobs all over the place. Nobody wants you don't what if what if a kid's sitting next to you? Life is full of <laughs> learning lessons, okay? That was one of them for me. What was your what would your sign say about that? That I'm a whore and it's actually pretty accurate. Tauruses apparently have copious amounts of sex or like are really into I sex. See that. So I see that. I know a few Tauruses and uh, I see that. Oh, oh right, yeah, Pisces men. That's what we were looking at. What? Um, Tell me before we wrap it up. Characteristics of Pisces men. I, I changed the screen to Love Is Blind, so it, it took me a second to get back. Um, powerful emotion, powerfully emotional, intuitive, creative 
and caring. The Pisces man is sensitive and often your most trusted friend. Often often exceptionally attractive. Okay, I'm liking this. His most endearing traits are his humility and love of romance. I mean, like, I'm down for that. It sounds like a really cute guy that's going to spoil the crap out of me, but it also sounds like somebody who's going to get really butthurt when I call him out on his bullshit. Mm. I'm trying to think. I don't think I really know any Pisces men. And I'm one of those people who will call you out on your bullshit. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know any off the top of my head either, but I kind of feel like Pisces men don't really like to talk about the Zodiac because they're Pisces men. I feel that. I feel that. Okay. What is a Taurus man then? Um, Typically more introverted, stubborn, realistic compared to the other signs. Life with this is typically low key and laid back. Don't expect, don't expect much pda or gushy emotions either you know all of this is actually pretty accurate outside of the stubborn part i feel like i can meet people in the middle really well but i'm very introverted i'm very realistic like i don't i don't like to set expectations or set goals that are like unreachable and i'm i feel like i'm pretty laid back i don't feel like i'm high maintenance oh wait hold on i don't feel like you're very introverted I don't feel like you're I don't feel like you're not high maintenance. I wouldn't say you're high maintenance, but you're definitely not laid back closet. We just talked about your closet. Yes, I get that. But my closet comes from my like previous work experience. It doesn't come from the fact that I'm like into clothes as much. Yeah, I I mean, I do like clothes, but I wouldn't like I'm I'm overpaying, you know, two grand for a jacket. Those days are long gone. Um but I am actually quite introverted. I'm social, but um, I'm an introverted extrovert. No, I'm an extroverted introvert. I, I'm extroverted until I need to recharge. And then I go back into my hidey hole and I just spend days in my hidey hole. I'm that kind I of introverted. Like yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm laid back. Am I not laid back? Seriously? I said you're probably in the middle. Oh, okay. I'm discovering this about myself. Yeah, Sorry. I don't think you're super high maintenance. I said you're probably in the middle. You're less high maintenance okay, than me. Heard. That makes you feel well. I'm not. Yeah, that back. does make me feel I better. I don't care. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have no shame in that. But um, I think that. Well, I'm an I'm a true extrovert though. Fully, I recharge in groups 100. I love crowds. Like people are like, I hate crowds. I'm like, I love them. I don't mind crowds at all. People. Somebody. We were talking about the grocery store the other day, and somebody was saying like, Why do you go to the grocery store on Sunday? It's chaos. And I'm like, It doesn't bother me. Like not one bit. I don't care to wait in lines. I don't care. Yeah, I, I, I don't care that there's like 3000 people in the grocery store around me. It does not bother me. I'm completely comfortable. And I was like, I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't bother me. And so like, I'm not going to wake up early to skip crowds. Cause I don't care to, I don't mind crowds. I actually like to be around a lot of people, even if I'm not talking to them, I feel like better when I'm a surrounded by like the masses. You can drop me off in the circle of like a party. And I totally find by myself. I've shown up to parties by myself before. I don't care. The first time I met you was in the middle of a crowd. This is true. This is true. I was uh, yeah. at a music festival. Yeah. It was also my favorite kind of crowd. Um, yeah. We were s- literally surrounded by like thousands of people. And I think, yeah, you met my friend Sophie who was on the show previously. Mm-hmm. And then Sophie was like, Z, you have to meet this girl named Jay. Apparently, like, she was really into you. It's like she had your, like, left nip in her mouth or something like that, but she was, like, into you. <laughs> what kind of description friends. is that? <laughs> I think I've never, ever heard anybody say that in my life. 
gosh. But yeah, Steph and I became really good friends. It was so random um, at a music festival. Yeah, but it was like the best thing. I honestly like, I am so fortunate. Like every single day I think back to, what is it? Uh, Spring Awakening. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm so fortunate. I think back to like Spring Awakening 2017 or 2018 and I'm like, that was a really good year and that was a really good festival. Yeah. Because we met Jay and Emily. Yeah, it's so weird how, um, well, dare I say, the stars align. <laughs> dare I? And we're back full circle, ladies dare and gentlemen. I. Dare I? <laughs> All right. All right. I'm going to wrap this up because it's been a while. But Z, thank you so much for joining me today. And your knowledge on um, the Zodiac and like, religion is vast and we're going to need to talk more about this. Honestly, we need to have more conversations about this. I love oh, to yeah. hear what you have to say. All right. Tell the people something great. Tell the people something great. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Um, I, ooh, this is a hard one. What is great in my life? Besides your face. Yeah, besides my face. I'm like trying not to do anything like gym related either because like that's just like a bro pitch and I'm not I'm not about that thinking. Ooh, yes. I sold all of my furniture. Ooh. And it feels so good. Nice. Like so good. My bed, my bookshelf, my coffee table, my end tables. It's all gone. It's all gone. I, I I feel so proud. I made 500 bucks selling everything. It was dirt cheap. I bought everything for like $400. So like, I'm not mad about it. But yeah, uh, this was a, a win. Like these past three days have been fantastic because everything was gone. I love that for you. It's going to be, that'll really help you, you know, get your move on. It's going to be a lot. Are you, well, I forgot to ask you, you're going to drive? Yeah. So I um, drive out May 20th. Um, and we're going to stop over at Mount Rushmore and we're going to stop over uh, in Montana, um, and do some camping over there. So I'm going to make it like a nice like trip. And by we, I mean my friend Mallory, who's coming with me. Okay. That's awesome. I'm so excited for you. I'm sure that people are excited for you too, because when good things happen to one person, it feels great. Even if you don't know them facts. And I'm voting for good people to uh, good things to happen to all you people too. So, um, what what is I love hearing your mantras at the end of this. I want to like say this with you. So can I join you in one of these mantras? Because I say them every single time you do them at the end of the okay. show. Yeah, you can do. You need the affirmations with me. Sure. Yes, I want to do the affirmations okay. with you. Okay. So you guys know how we like to end the show, and with a quick little affirmation this week, Z is going to join me. So repeat after me: I am in control of my life and my destiny. I am in control of my life and my destiny. The stars align with me however I see it fit. The stars align with me however I see it fit. I make my own destiny. I make my own destiny. All right. Now take a deep breath and remember who the fuck you are. Bye. Bye.